WNHHFM, Just In Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us about conversations and ideas that matter with people making a difference. Today, our guest is Luis Luna, creative, radio, aficionado, uh, and all-around community organizer. Luis, thank you for being in community with us. I definitely can't wait to 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 get to get into it. I um, I started this off asking like, what what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean to you, right? Um, and do you think it goes far enough? Would you call it something else, right? Like, what help us unpack what this month of what, the fifteenth of October, fifteenth of September. Right. Like, what is that? Yeah. I mean, I think that we as a as a as as a community, as a Latinx community, I think we uh, we I think like 60 percent of the population here in Connecticut is uh, is Latino or Latina or Latinx. Um, and, I, and I don't think I, I, what I'm trying to say is that is that they're like we we have a sort of like compartmentalized in, in U.S. culture. Uh, or that you know we're gonna have a month for Black History. We're gonna have a month for like Hispanic History, as as way to give back to those communities. Uh, when in reality we have always been part of this community. Um, you know, like we um, we as 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 workers. If you go to any restaurant, you know, in uh, in, in we're, we're in New Haven, right? So if you go to any restaurant in New Haven, you're gonna see Latinx folks working there. You're gonna see you're gonna see. Uh, uh, like you know, workers who are sort of like making our uh, making everything work, uh, right? Uh, people of color. So, uh, so that's sort of like you know, like we try to, uh, I guess, like you know, we try to like uh, to show that we care by doing this. But I think that it doesn't go uh, far enough. I, I don't think. Um, I think that um, we, if we wanna like really. Um, give the space for Latinx folks to have their own space. I think, like for instance, like the government should give Koski for all undocumented folks, right? Um, uh, and other things. Like if, if we really care about, like about um, uh, about about Hispanic folks or Latinx folks, we should also um, m- like open more opportunities for for folks. So I think like that's sort of like how I I think that things should be, and 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 they 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 are clearly not where they should be no I, I i it's funny to me because like the restaurant industry is one of the easiest ways to highlight like 
there's all these different cultures that interact with us on a daily basis and that um, there's a erasure, right? And so it's just like, cool. Like, if you're having sushi, cool. Homeboy from Ecuador might be making it, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I totally agree. And, and I, I um, at the same time, I want to make sure to highlight the fact because I don't think most people the whole intention is for people to think and reflect. And I think most of us aren't thinking or reflecting. We're like, oh, it's October. I need more pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of y'all who are listening, you are listening to Just In Time Conversations, WNHHFM 103.5. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, with Louis Luna, uh, talking about, uh, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, and radio and, and uh, creativity so you started to mention uh projects that you're working on so what you know what are you doing these days like what what brings you joy what are you organizing around sure so uh, as of uh, July, so I, I i worked at the connecticut working families party uh for about three years and a half uh mm-hmm. and i left um and i left the working families um in july and in the last few months, I've been uh, focusing on radio production. Um, okay. I was um, I was lucky enough to get a grant from the Arts Council, um, so they gave me some they gave me some uh, a grant uh, to work on radio projects um, and to sort of like develop my program at WPKN um, and where I can where I can just you know develop it and and and, uh, and create movement through radio. So one of the podcasts uh, that I'm working on uh, with my uh, friend A is um, is uh, abolition transmission. Um, okay. So this comes from building these other radio programs that I that I created over the last three years. One of them is called uh, Melting the Ice, Derritiendo el Hielo, which is a bilingual radio program that highlights um, how the mechanisms of detention and deportation work mm. by sort of like having a story of someone who has been affected by, by, by detention or deportation and sort of understanding the mechanisms that led that person to be detained in the first place. So that, that was, that was melting the ice. Um, and building from that, I, I worked with the Connecticut Bell Fund uh, to develop a show called Resilience Behind the Walls, where it had the sort of like the same, um, the same ingredients, sort of like, uh, centering people who are affected by incarceration in Connecticut, mm. um, having those voices be broadcast over the airwaves, and then folks inside uh, uh, prisons can listen to it. So WPKN uh, reaches uh, Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties, and Suffolk County in New York. Um, we put about 10,000 watts, and the signal uh, reaches um, uh, prisons and jails from Danbury to to Newtown, uh, to Cheshire, Bridgeport. Um, so the idea was to broadcast this this show um, and then do some outreach in, uh, at the grassroots uh, to make sure that people are listening. And this was during the pandemic. Oh. So sharing information such as uh, during the second round of the pandemic, uh, folks who were incarcerated or incarcerated uh, were able to access the, the uh, pandemic funds. But they had to do, they had to, do a, um, they had to fill up a form. So we share that over the airwaves um, as means to share information in real time uh, and information that is useful for folks who are in, 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 in prison. 
Um, so that was the second project that I, that I did. And then um, with this project, uh, I, I met my friend, um, A, who um, at, a, at, a, at a show. Uh, yeah, at a show. And, um, and then we started to talk. Um, a, uh, this was an art show. This was the Festival of Resistance in, in, uh, at, at Brigamos Theater. And A had brought this, this, uh, this pieces of work, this artwork uh, from folks inside. And I was super curious to learn more about that. And I, I said, hey, you know, A, like I have this radio show. What if, you know, is there something that we can work together? Like, how can we lift those voices? So we created Abolition Transmission. Okay. And Abolition Transmission uh, sort of like follows that uh, radio, a radio theory, if you want to call it that way. And, uh, and where folks who are in prison can access the mic Mm-hmm. And we and and we on the outside uh, uh, facilitate this space uh, for folks to create their own script around abolition, and then we also facilitate access to the to the transmitter. Um, so um, the this uh, the, our first show is going to actually air next week on the twentieth at WPKN at five p.m. And would love for folks to to uh, to listen to that. Um, and on the twenty second, which is a, a Saturday. We're going to be at uh, Possible Futures um, on uh, at Possible Futures uh, to uh, to have a launch event uh, on the twenty second. I can also share that information with you. Uh, starting at six pm, so at Possible Futures on on uh, on Saturday the twenty second to talk about um, to launch the event. That's one. Um, so that's sort of like you know what I've been working on. I I'm also working on this other podcast uh, called the Filmic Station, which is completely different. Um, so my show it's called the Lunar Module. And you guys remember the lunar module is like the little thing that went that went into the moon, right? So, so th- sort of thinking about that, like uh, I I got together with my friend uh, Miguel Rueda, who's a, a animator. Uh, he works in New York, and so from this uh, space station that's circling, that's not that's uh, orbit- orbiting the Earth, we focus on different film uh, on alter- on uh, on independent film. So for the first season, we're uh, we're um, Focusing on uh, Latin American film, so sort of like thinking about like um, like uh, like uh, terror, like uh, terror, not not terror, um, scary movies. Oh, is that even called scary movies? It's called uh, terror, terror, yeah, horror, yeah. horror movies. That's it. That's the word. Thank you. So uh, they bring terror. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, horror movies that uh, were made in like Mexico in the fifties or sixties, you know, that's okay. it's stuff like that, you know, you might not hear about. So that's, so that's uh, one of the shows that I'm working on. I'm also working on, um, uh, I'm working on also on the, uh, on the Ecuadorian film festival, uh, which is going to start on October 29th, uh, in New York city, uh, in different parts of, uh, of uh, which I, I can, I'll be happy to share those links to. Um, and I'm also working, I'm chairing the Hispanic heritage month committee at WPKN, where we're putting together all these, uh, all these, uh, Concerts and shows and and movies um, and this week is a, is the last week of the celebrations where we're gonna have uh, a we're gonna play a movie called um, uh, a Latin History for Morans by John Leguizamo. Okay. So it's a one man show. It's a, it's a movie. Um, and then on Thursday I'm gonna be spinning at Berlinetta Brewing Company. Spinning. With, sp- yeah, spinning records. Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah. Not like a spin class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We are, yeah, we're going to be spinning records at Berlinetta Brewing Company, which is in Bridgeport. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's just around the corner from the, from the studios. Um, 
and then on Saturday we're going to have a, um, a a a concert uh, with Mikata, who is a band um, uh, from New Haven, and they do uh, they do music that ranges from like cumbia to salsa to okay. to like um, bugaloo and all this stuff. And so it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. So that's Saturday. So that's sort of like the things that I get involved in. I often um, I'm often very very uh busy and sometimes like taking uh way too much sometimes that i that my time allows but um but i feel that i i like to be like doing community work and i like to like do uh you know projects and art and, and creating and all that stuff so yeah no i um yeah you are definitely on the earwave uh i uh i um i don't know i horror movies in general but... <laughs> Wait, you like them or you don't like them? Nah, I'm like, give me a rom com, right? But I'm just like, I'm like, capitalism is scary enough. Why well, gotta watch horror, right? Um, I, you know, you talk a, a lot of your work, right, is connected to the community in community based in community. Um, how important do you find art to be? Like, how how important is it to have art be public? Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, something, the image that comes from that is that like our communities has, our communities have always been resilient. Like our, our black and brown communities have always been extremely resilient. I think like the courage that, um, and I'm going to speak, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak from, uh, from my own upbringing, you know, like the, the courage that my mother has had like throughout, throughout her life to, to, uh, to, to make us survive, to protect us. Like it's incredible. It's an incredible thing. Um, and then, um, I, I often think that like, even like in this, in our, in our communities, like it's very, it's always been very difficult yet, uh, yet we always find, uh, a space to be joyful, to enjoy life. So if I, if, you know, a dance party, for instance, you know, like when my family and like communities get together to play cumbia and, and, uh, and and gather and 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 enjoy themselves enjoy ourselves um i i feel that that's um those manifestations go like are manifested through music in this case which mm -hmm. is art um and um so art is extremely important for 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 us and uh, cumbia for instance you know cumbia was born from in 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 uh, in in uh, in colombia and that step, you know, the like the, the one and two, um, and I heard this on a, on a on a on a podcast that that like that the rhythm of cumbia and the way that you dance cumbia uh, is the way uh, that it is because um, uh, because slaves in Colombia were shackled, and the way the only way that they can dance was was on the ground, like moving back and forth. Um, and that how cumbia has morphed into like the different, uh, the different, the different ways that cumbia, uh, cumbia, cumbia is. And, the, and also I'm, fo I'm focusing on cumbia because, um, because, uh, in one of my podcasts, uh, Melting the Ice, we went to record a concert that the Jornaleros del Norte were, were having in front of a detention center oh. in New Jersey, in Essex. Um, and we had a conversation with, 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 um, with, uh, Los Jornaleros del Norte. And that band started from, from, uh, from folks, uh, playing music, uh, in, 
in uh, in front of uh, day work, day laborers, um, and now they you know they, they they go all over the country. The organizers are their organizers. They some of them are organizers at the uh, at the national at the um, Endelan um, National Day Laborers. Uh, I, I forget what Endelan stands for, but they uh, but they came to New Jersey. Um, and we went to see them. And one thing that has always stuck in my head is that cumbia, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the uh, singers was saying that cumbia is the antithesis of white supremacy. Um, so what does that look like? What is, what does that mean? So I, I try to like visualize it. So I'm trying to think about like, you know, if you go to a, to a, to a rally with, uh, like to, uh, KKK rally or whatever you go to a rally and you play cumbia, like how will that how will, how will they feel? You right. know, I feel like I feel like if you bring cumbia music to uh, to like a, a person who has white supremacist views, like anyway. So he said like that that uh, that cumbia is the antithesis of white supremacy. So I'm sort of like thinking about like you know decolonizing the space. Yeah, decolonizing the space through cumbia, which is uh, which is uh, interesting thing to to see no, it's, I, it's interesting to see me on the uh on the uh, video i often do a uh, radio behind the mics and like i'm just <laughs> <laughs> no it, it i i i think that's one of the things that i um like being here in the studio it has a great feeling to like be in person and connect yeah um but i definitely love the podcast more where i'm like cool all i have to do is like <laughs> Zoom past the parts that I was talking, listen to the person, like, oh, this is great. Um, no, I, I definitely love the way that you highlight that art needs to be for everyone, right? And even those who are incarcerated, um, to to take away art from them, right? Um, it, it is to take away from the community, and so I really appreciate that. Um. Something that I always think about, right, in my organizing things that I do is, you know, trying to try to uh, better uh, try to better uh, uh, better myself as an organizer. Try to to develop skills that I need, um, and so, you know, what 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 skills are you redeveloping, right? I um. I've known self-care is super important to organizing, but I had to relearn that, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are skills or things that you're kind of reteaching yourself that you knew or forgot or fell out of practice and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think like what I'm trying to, uh, there is, there is a, there is like a, a contradiction with me and the not a contradiction but like there's i i i don't have enough time to see my family mm. um so i have a lot of family here in connecticut i have my mom my father my sisters my brother uncles aunts and i often don't have the time to see them mm. because i'm always really busy with all of these projects that i'm working on so and because i often just like fill my calendar with with uh, with things that with things that I'm that I'm doing and and I think like that's something that I want to sort of like, like recenter, which is like having enough time 
to for me and also having enough time for for my family uh, which i often don't see don't 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 get to see um so i think like that's one thing that i that i'm sort of like relearning like the importance of uh of, of being with family and and sharing spaces with them no i i um i uh that is definitely one of those things where i um my grandmother passed a couple of years ago and so that has been something that's been on my mind um so the new pastime uh started watching dr stone anime yeah with and, my, yeah and what has been on your mind about your grandma's passing uh, mostly the fact that you know there's wisdom that's lost there's stories that's lost um and that there may be questions that i had that the next generation won't have access to right because mm-hmm. i didn't do that due diligence and so i think you know there are times we go out and discover ourselves only to find out that our family has already done it or it's already in our tradition or mm-hmm. it's already in our uh, practices and so you know i think sharing those stories and understanding those stories and, and retaining them even if it's not for your benefit um just being able to read your your ancestors words right to understand their thoughts um yeah i think a couple of years ago i found out my grandfather had lived with Tourette's his whole entire life mm. probably didn't even know he had it um but that was something that i was able to understand through stories and experiences that others were sharing um and he a good part of his life he self medicated and, and and drank to deal with his disorder um and so part of me found a great sadness but an, another part of me was like oh someone does understand this someone mm-hmm. Someone has had these experiences. And, and, and so I think in, in that sense, right, like making that time to spend with family, um, which I think I started carving out time to like watch anime with my brother and be like, cool. We're not. Yeah. I'm like, cool. You like, like you're too busy. I'm like, cool. I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to get to the next story arc, but it's like, cool. Like this is our, time together and it's something that we share um and so yeah i thank you for sharing that right I, I, um, yeah family is important <laughs> yeah no family is extremely important i i absolutely agree absolutely agree yeah and, and i think like something that that like came to mind when you were sharing about your about your grandfather and your grandmother um is that like the tremendous wisdom that they have and like and and um and like the the power of of uh, of like uh, of oral history mm-hmm. like how to like to like uh try to transfer or like keep those those uh those you know the the wisdom and the stories that they have um you know which also like you know i i have a my grandfather lives in ecuador he um um i was in ecuador over the summer and unfortunately i only got to see him a couple of like i only got to see him for three days because um when I was in Ecuador, Ecuador, the the whole country paralyzed uh, because of some because of protests, um, uh, where indigenous uh, communities organized to 
to address the you know how to address like injustices within the the government of of Ecuador around like hiking gas prices around uh, around many things and they they paralyzed the country and it was really beautiful to see how organized it was really powerful to see actually how organized um uh these indigenous communities were where they where they paralyzed the country so anyway so we so my fiance and I were stuck uh and I wasn't able to see my family we were stuck in in a town for for a couple of weeks uh we couldn't get out um so that also sort of like hangs on me is like you know my grandfather is 92 years old mm-hmm. like he's not going to be here for 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 much longer um and the time like as like you know the months pass and and you know i'm i'm all the way all the way down in and here and it's always sometimes very difficult to to go see him um and sort of like that kind of makes me think about like about like how do we make sure that we try to gather their stories yeah. no i it, it is is uh i think that's that's part part of being together um right um I, you know as we're coming towards nearing our time um i guess a, a question is how do we celebrate our victories right i am a optimistic pessimist right i'm just like we are doomed we're not <laughs> going to do it everything has failed there's no redemption but i'm like oh you kind of did half of the thing well look at us look at how great we are right um but outside of that i am horrible about celebrating victories i'm just like cool we did the thing that should have been done great let's go and do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing so like how how do you celebrate your victories right cuz i i think that's something that we got to get more used to doing yeah i mean yeah that's that's a good question i um yeah because uh i think when we think about the like the resilience that we, our communities have had for so long like uh like how do we how do we celebrate uh, like victories i think like to i don't know that's a good question um i would say just kind of like uh enjoying each other's uh company and sort of like finding joy in dancing finding joy in food you know like finding joy uh like with each other i think that's a i think that's a way to celebrate our our victories i i laugh cuz i know you are known to dance so oh is that right <laughs> <laughs> i love dancing I love dancing um i want to share a story uh so recently i was speaking to my mom and uh when she yeah, when she one of her first she she is a teacher mm. or she she was a teacher in ecuador and when she um had two of her kids she was very young uh, there's four of us when she had two of her kids she was a, she was a teacher in a, in a in a community in a forgotten community in ecuador and as a teacher you're sort of like assigned like what they like what I'm called like the the uh, the the hardest job or like the hardest like sending being sent off to like like remote communities so when she when she got there there was no school and they uh, and they they worked under like my mom taught from first grade to sixth grade all of them at the same time um that was that was her job 
Um, and also they didn't have a, they didn't have a school per se. They had like a, a, a structure with a roof with no windows or anything. And that's where, where they worked. So my mom uh, organized and she organized to build a school. Mm-hmm. And I just learned this like a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to her. Um, and she organized to build a school and she had contact. My mom is really good. Uh, like she makes friends really easily and, you know, she gains trust like really, really easily. Uh, and she has really good, you know, she has friends and, um, she was uh, in conversations with this, with the, uh, with the director of agriculture, department of agriculture, whatever it was, whatever it was in this, in this, in this, in the province in Ecuador. So she spoke to him and said, Hey, like we, you know, we don't have a school. Like, is there a way that we can work? to like build a school because she knew that like he was making, he was like building some things for, so she, she organized, um, um, she organized and like they, they went uh, into a couple of meetings and to go from where my mom was to the town was like a day's worth of like travel. Like they would go, get on, go on top of a train that took them from, and this community was black. It was a, it was a, like all of her students were, were, were black students. Um, and, um, and she, organized this the 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 parents um and they traveled an afternoon to go to the the, the the town and some of them slept outside my mom also slept outside with two kids because they wanted to be they needed they, they needed to make sure to be they, they had a meeting in the early morning so these parents took a train to the main town and uh and all of them slept outside mm-hmm. um and and with my, t- and then that morning they they had a they, they met with the with this with this person and they they finally put it all together and they went back to the to the town and um and we also lived uh, when we lived in this town um, I wasn't born just yet um, but my mom uh, lived in a very very humble humble place mm. uh, with so. So when I, when I was, when I was listening to the, to the story from my mom, I, I was, I was sort of like, oh damn, you know, like my mom, like my mom was also an organizer, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, and those are like the stories that like, that like, uh, you don't hear, you know, and like she transferred that story to me. Um, and in the, in the work that I do, uh, doing, doing radio, it's sort of like collecting the stories, collecting the stories. And then framing those stories in in a way that makes sense to the larger like uh, systems uh, that we that we that we that we have. No, I I think that makes sense, right? Like we celebrate our victories by sharing our stories and and passing them on. And I the the, the bold and brief, right? I um my mom was a nurse's aide. She was part of the group of people who salted um, um, the, the facility. And so I remember inviting her to 33 doing uh, their last run of trying to get their union recognized. And I remember inviting her to the event. She's like, oh, yeah, I did unionism stuff. She's like, actually, <laughs> like, I took you one time. Remember when we were standing outside in the cold with, like, signs? Like, yeah, we were salting. And I was just like. Wow, that's oh, cool. I'm I've been doing this labor stuff for years, and I just thought, right? I came into this own thing in myself, and it's like, oh, this is to your point, right? This is who we are. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, 
as we're coming to the end of our time, right? I guess the last two questions, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? But the most important question to me always, right? What is a song? What is, what is an artist that we can listen to that makes us think of the work you're working on or just to better connect with you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm trying to get away from, uh, I'm trying to like move away from social media, which I've been <laughs> really bad at doing so i i made a post uh like three four weeks ago maybe five weeks ago i was like hey here's a post and i'm just you know i because there, there has been a couple of like cool like uh developments i got engaged um in july uh with uh with my partner ariana and it's been really fun to sort of like you know be in the in this process and and i and i and i realized that like sometimes i would spend like 45 minutes, one hour, two hours on social media where like, where I could spend that time doing something else, you know? So anyway, so I've been trying to like uh, leave social media, but you can check out, I think like the project that I'm really, really proud of uh, is Abolition Transmission. So you can visit uh, abolitiontransmission.org mm. where you can find, um, where, you, where you can find uh, more information. Um, also, uh, you can also find me at WPKN. Uh, if you, if you just Google WPKN, uh, Luis Luna, you can, you can also find me. Um, I don't have a website, okay. um, but that's, I guess that's where folks can, 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 can find me. And I'm always in the community sort of, I know that this is like a super localized, wow. uh, show and I, and I, you know, and I, and I really appreciate, it. I've always seen like the, uh, you know, this background, uh, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and it's kind of fun to like actually be here. Um. And I've and I've seen uh, Harry too, who's uh, behind the uh, the board there, like you know, uh, making the train move. But it's been it's, it's really fun to be here. Favorite song? Favorite song? Oh man, I have so many songs. A song that I have come to and I have listened to a lot was um, uh, it's called Contrabando by Ruben Blades okay. uh, and uh, Ruben Blades or whatever, however. He's a he's a legend. He's a goat, right? He was a salsa goat, you know, and um and salsa was invented in in New York, right? So we had like boogaloo, and then like you had like salsa as 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 we call it now, as uh, was born in the seventies and eighties or sixties, late sixties, seventies and eighties in New York City, and uh, Ruben Blades is from uh, Panama, like amazing, amazing. So uh, I went to see him live in this last December in New York, and it was incredible. Um, so a song that I have been listening to him is called Contrabando. It's called Contraband. And it's a story about this person who is, um, who is, uh, who has like a small boat, uh, in the Amazon. And he has, a, he has contraband with him. He has, uh, he has like, uh, radios and batteries and, and like, uh, and, and some other things that he goes to a community deep in the jungle, uh, as contraband. And then in the, in, in, when he gets to, uh, when he gets to this, uh, to this community, uh, to this small village, you have like, uh, you have like the mayor, you have like the, like all these people who have come to like, to, for an ex, for like to exchange of the contraband that he has, like, like including beer. He has like a couple of like, uh, Playboy magazines. He has like postcards from, from, uh, uh El Papa Francisco from uh, St. Francis. And all these things, and but anyway, so that song is beautiful. I don't know if we can find it, 
uh, when we go off. It's called Contrabando. Well, we definitely love yeah. that contribution. Yeah. Um, thank you for connecting oh. today. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one? And lower the volume just a bit so I can hear myself. Yeah, that. And uh, look for the latest version that comes from Sal Swing. Yeah, it's a, it's a remake of this. It's a great song. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. Harry Dras, right? Harry Dross. Dross. <laughs> Dross. The only Dross in Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's awesome. I've seen your show once or twice. I know I had to cancel myself, so... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for connecting with us today on Just in Time Conversations, WMHHFM 103.5. Thank you to our host, Luis Luna. Uh, I'm Justin Farmer. Until next time, let us continue to plant the seeds of change. Thank you so much, Justin, for having me here. Very little, but I know how to fight.